We're going to continue now in our time of worship by opening up the Word of God. And I have a great joy today to be able to invite a dear friend and a brother in Christ, a partner in the gospel. He's partnered with us before here at Imago Church with uh, serving and um, really just thinking through what discipleship can look like here at Imago for youth and young adults. And he's also the discipleship coordinator for uh, children's and youth ministry and family ministries over at our partner church, Sunrise Community Church in Tulare. And today uh, I have the privilege of introducing Greg Peterson. Greg is currently on a journey of of seminary and being trained to be a pastor, to be a preacher, and he's doing a fantastic job. And he's had an opportunity to preach here at Imago Church several times in the past, and we love to give him an opportunity every, uh, at least uh, once or twice a year to be able to do that. So I'm looking forward to simply having the opportunity to receive today from our dear brother, Greg Peterson. And next week, we're going to continue in our sermon series on the book of Romans that we're calling Back to Basics. So go ahead at home in your own devotional and your own prayer time, read through Romans, and we will be in Romans chapter 4 next week. But now, please join me in giving a very warm and joyful Imago Church welcome to our brother, Greg Peterson. Now, I have a confession. Sometimes I'm a bad listener. My wife will be telling me something or my boys will be trying to explain something to me. And if uh, they try to start the process of storytelling while I'm already watching something or doing something else, I uh, sometimes forget to listen. And what I mean by that is that whatever they are actually saying is uh, not as interesting as the thing I'm doing already. Not really the best habit to have. Uh, now, the problem with this, besides the obvious, is that uh, at some point my family will ask a question or wait for a comment from me because that's the natural part of the conversation that we're at. Uh, and the problem is I, I only notice this because of the sudden stop of talking that has happened and uh, the sudden stares that I'm feeling. Um, and yeah, not the best, most comfortable place to be. Uh, the funny thing is, is this is the exact thing that drives me uh, crazy when I'm on the opposite side of the conversation. Uh, my boys will be watching TV and I will ask them a question or ask them to do something and after a few attempts, if it doesn't get done or if I don't get my answer, I'll grab the remote and, uh, and like a wand, shoot it at the TV and say, I set you free as I turn off the show. I'm sure it's one of those things that uh, my boys will make fun of me in the future, but uh, it gets results, so I'll probably keep doing it. Uh, something that is apparent is that there is a difference between hearing noise uh, or words coming out of a person's mouth and actually listening. In our Bible reading, we see something uh, of that same thing happening with King uh, Belshazzar, holding his banquet with his leaders. And after he gets some wine in him, uh, Belshazzar decides he wants to flex a bit. And as he asks for the gold goblets that were made to be part of the Israelites' worship um, to be brought in, um, Belshazzar wants to use them to worship basically himself and uh, also the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. And then, suddenly, 
this hand appears on the wall, and、uh, it starts writing some things on the wall. And Belshazzar goes from Mr. Happy-go-lucky, not a care in the world, to completely freaked out. So the king asks all his wise leaders to come in and ask, read what this hand has written on the wall, but none of them can do it.、Uh, and then、uh, one of his wives, Belshazzar's wives, reminds him of Daniel, one who has done so much、uh, for God's name already with his father. Uh, and and reminds him of all that stuff that has happened, and so the king reaches out to Daniel, and and this is what Daniel has to say to King Belshazzar, and it's Daniel five eighteen through twenty eight. This is what it says: It says, "Your Majesty, the Most High, God、uh, gave your father Nebuchadnezzar sovereignty and greatness and glory and splendor because of all." Because of all the high positions he gave, all the nations and people in every language dreaded and feared him. Those the king wanted to put to death, he put to death, and those he wanted to spare, he spared. Those he wanted to promote, he promoted, and those he wanted to humble, he humbled. But when his heart became arrogant and hardened with pride, he was deposed of his royal throne and stripped of his glory. He was driven away from people and given the mind of an animal. He lived with the wild donkeys and ate grass like the ox, and his body was、uh, drenched with dew of heaven, until he acknowledged the Most High God and is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth, and set over them anyone he wishes. But you, Belshazzar, his son, have not humbled yourself, through, though you knew all this. Instead, you have set yourself up against the Lord of Heaven. You had the goblets from the temple brought to you, and you and your nobles and your wives and your concubines drank wine from them. You praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which cannot see, no hear, or understand. But you did not honor the God who holds in His hands your life. In all your ways, therefore, he set his hand and wrote、uh, this inscription. This is the inscription that was written: "Mene, mene, tekel persin." Here is what these words mean: "Mene, God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to the end. Tekel, you have been weighed on a scale and found wanting." Persis. Your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Now, what Daniel does here first is remind Belshazzar of everything that God has done for his father, which is what all of Daniel's chapter one through four is all about. There are the stories of Daniel's interpreting two of the king's dreams, and then the、uh, the story of、uh, Shadrach,、uh, Meshach, and Abednego, where they're placed in a furnace and not burnt up because the angel of the Lord protects them. These were not small moments in the kingdom that only maybe the king knew about or a few select people. In fact, these were very public miracles that would have、uh, been widely known. Each of them、uh, was putting Nebuchadnezzar in his place, and God saying, "I put you in power, and I have the power, to,、uh, but you are not God. Yeah, I have the power." And Nebuchadnezzar, at the end of all of this, after everything that has happened to him, praises God of heaven. Now these are things that would have been things that、uh, Belshazzar would have known happened. 
But not only would have he known them like everyone else would have known, he would have been privileged to the king's account of uh, what had happened. His father would have sat him down and they would have had these conversations about this crazy God that the Israelites uh, worship and, and how he has this uh, awesome power and you know, he keeps doing things. And these would have been things that uh, Belshazzar would have been very privileged to know about. And Daniel points this out to him. In verse 22, he says uh, that this legacy that your father left you, you, you've kind of disregarded that. You haven't learned any of the things that your father has given you. These, these lessons that he learned, you didn't take to heart. And so God has left these four words for you, Belshazzar. Uh, mene, mene, tekel, persin. Uh, God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end, and you have been weighed on a scale and found wanting your kingdom will be divided. See, the problem is that King Belshazzar had heard the stories of who God was, but he did not listen. He did not consider how these stories should cause him to live in a different way. Instead, he got uh, it wrapped up. Instead, he got wrapped up in the things that he was doing and his own little world, and ignored who God was. Uh, what he should have known is what we need to realize is that God is not someone we can afford to ignore. For Belshazzar, his lack of listening caused him to be judged, and that very night he was murdered. Uh, what we need to take away from this story is not that you better listen or you're going to get murdered, but we should understand that uh, not listening to God is going to lead to some very dangerous places. When we stop listening, it leads to unhealthy relationships, unhealthy habits, unhealthy lifestyles, and places where we are just walking away from God's design, who He designed us to be. Uh, not only that, but the reality is, is that the more we stop listening to God, the harder our hearts become and the harder it is for us to receive the message that God has for us. Now, a number of years ago, I was a... Uh, a part of a group uh, and I was trained on how to go to college campuses and have uh, controversial uh, conversations about controversial issues and uh, in doing so the point of uh, was not really to win arguments but uh, the point was actually to win people so the way we went about talking about issues was uh, just as important to us as sharing our viewpoints uh, one thing that was a part of our training was the fact that we would do this thing called active listening. And many of you have heard of this before or do this naturally, but active listening was taught to us in this way. When I'm on campus talking with someone, my focus should not be me waiting for my turn to talk uh, or listening to them talk or the noise coming out of their mouth just long enough to know when they've stopped so that I can share my point. Um, nor was it selective listening, where I'm only going to listen to part of what you said until I can grab a hold of something that you said so I can use it against you or, or twist it or, or, or prove to you why that thought that you just shared is actually wrong and stupid and you should feel bad about it. Uh, actually, what active listening is seeking to understand what they're talking about, hearing them out and, and participating in the listening, uh, giving them feedback, asking them questions, trying to understand their perspective. Uh, what this ended up leading to was much calmer, uh, um, productive conversations that actually led to true hearts and minds changing. 
Now, obviously, it wasn't just listening that had uh, had people changing their minds. Instead, uh, we at some point we had to state our case and defend it and all of that stuff, and they would actively listen to us, and it just usually set a much better conversation on its path. In that same way, I believe that when it comes to listening to God, we are called to a lifestyle of active listening to God, meaning we are seeking to truly understand what God is saying in our lives. We are looking at God's message through general revelation, like Russ was saying and sharing a few weeks ago, and checking it through God's word of his special revelation. Uh, knowing uh, the Bible and, and diving into that as well. As God speaks through his community, as leaders uh, share, uh, we should not just take that as instant truth. My words right now should not just be taken as instant truth. You should check the, what I'm saying against the word and see if it's true. And, and as we do this process of active listening, of actually trying to seek out what God has for us, all of a sudden our hearts and our lives will be open up to who God is. The reality is, is that God is, uh, is not someone who will be ignored. Uh, let me tell you from personal experience that if God is trying to tell you something, if he's trying to get your attention in your life, uh, he does not fail. Uh, but he's also not afraid of playing the long game. Uh, I believe as I look back on my life uh, before I was willing to submit to Christ, I can see how God was putting things in place in my life to know him in an easy way. But uh, it was not until I hit rock bottom that I was truly willing to listen to the message that he had for me, which was that he loved me, that he had died on the cross for me and paid for all of my sins, and that he had a plan for my life. Now, I wish I could say that from that moment on, I've practice active listening to God, but uh, unfortunately, you guys all know me way too well to try to pull that one over on you. Uh, instead, what I have found is that uh, listening to God takes my choosing to do so each day. Each day I wake up with a fresh start to either soften my heart to God's voice or harden it. And the author of Hebrews has some advice around this whole idea of softening and hardening our hearts. So turn to Hebrews 3, uh, 12 through 15, and this is what it says. It says, uh, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. When it comes to sharing in Christ, if indeed we hold our original convictions firmly to the very end, as just has been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart as you did in the rebellion. Each day, each one of us must choose each day to actively listening to God. But what does that actually mean? What does that actually look like? You know, I can say that, but it's like, okay, I kind of get it, but what does that actually mean? Well, first of all, it's about engaging our word. It's about engaging the Bible and, and seeking to understand it. Uh, you know, the, the Bible is actually one of those things that the more you dive into it, the more you're going to get out of it. Even on those days that you don't really feel like you got a lot out of it, you actually did. Uh, it reminds me actually of this whole thing I've been doing this last year of trying to lose weight. I just started dieting. And uh, I didn't realize how bad I was eating until all of a sudden I stopped eating bad. And... 
Uh, it's also one of those things that when I have a few cheat days in there every now and then, um, all of a sudden I just don't feel right. I'm just like sluggish and, and just, ugh, just don't feel it. And I complain to Cheryl and she usually makes fun of me. Uh, and, uh, and you don't recognize how much junk you're putting in yourself. Well, reading God's word a lot of the ways can be that same way where, where I don't realize how many junky things are getting into my head and my heart until all of a sudden I'm diving into the, the beautifulness, uh, the, the healthiness uh, truth, the healthiest truth that we have, which is the Bible. And all of a sudden when I start to actually dive into his truth, then I can start to like, I just feel better. I just all of a sudden can get a hold of his truth and I'm connecting it to other truths that he shared with me. And all of a sudden the junk that gets fed to me, it just doesn't taste right and it doesn't feel right. So I can reject that knowing I have a basis of truth because of God's word. Another way that we can actively listen is actually by praying, uh, by getting some time alone uh, to just seek out God's voice. And that's praying and listening. And this can be done in a lot of different ways. You can maybe have a place in your house where you're just going to sit there and you're going to pray to God and connect. But for others of you, maybe that doesn't quite work. Uh, with little kids around you, five to ten minutes by yourself is gold. To, to try to achieve that every day might be a bit much. Um, but so for some of us, maybe it's uh, the commute to work. Maybe it's uh, while we're exercising or in the shower or any of those moments where we can just kind of get alone by ourselves and just and redeem uh, some time with him and just say, God, I just want to listen to you. Uh, prayer is actually one of those things that we are super weak at, at when it comes to being Christians. Uh, for most prayer meetings that I've ever gone to, uh, they're usually the lowest attended event I've ever been to. You know, a few people come to them and most people just say, yeah, I meant to come, but uh, I got busy. Uh, prayer is one of those things that when you ask Christians if they want to get better at it, almost everyone says, yeah, I'm weak in this place. I need to get better. And so uh, by actually being active in our listening, of actually doing what we say we want to do, of actually praying, then it really can help us to uh, connect with God in new ways. Another way we can actively listen is by connecting with God's community. So often I have grown in my understanding of the Bible, of who God is through conversations about God's Word uh, with people. I love talking with the youth group about uh, God's Word and as we dive into it, uh, being able to hear their understanding it and share my understanding with it. And as we do so, uh, I gain a lot of understanding and, and I'm hoping they do as well. Um, and also I love this part of, of seminary classes. This is what we do. We tear uh, Scripture apart and we look at it and we compare to other parts of scripture and as we do so i just love that opportunity to, do, to to mine through god's word together and both gain precious jewels and of understanding it takes willingness to learn from god's people to grow in our understanding so i want to close with this god will be heard but it would be wise for us to listen the first time the message of king of uh, Belshazzar was that he should seek who God is and be humble with the power he was given. But instead, he hardened his heart and, and ignored God's word, uh, his message. So God did something that would not be ignored. In that same way, when the world was ignoring their sin problem, God sent Jesus, a person who would not be ignored. Jesus flipped the world on its head and established a new kingdom, a new way to connect with God. Jesus' death could not be ignored because it paid for the sins uh, for all who would believe. 
Three days after his death, he rose from the dead, and hundreds of people witnessed this. Jesus could not be ignored. After Jesus had ascended into heaven, he sent down the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit, the disciples came out of their room and started sharing the good news of who Jesus was. And 5,000 people believed, and the church was born. God will not be ignored. God is still active today. The question is, what is he saying to you? And the question also is, are you willing to listen? Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for this time. Uh, thank you for uh, the fact that you speak to us today, that you speak in fresh new ways, God, that you are not someone who only spoke in the past, but you very much are alive and active today. I thank you for your word that is our foundation of truth. And through that, we are able to understand who you are and how you're speaking to us today. Thank you that you use all of creation also to speak to our hearts and that we can interpret that through your word and, and understand that. And we thank you for your community that is seeking to understand you and we can learn from one another as well. And that is your precious and perfect design. And I pray that as each person here uh, would look at their life and look at their hearts and, and raise the question, how am I listening to you, God? That you would, you would challenge us uh, to take up new habits, God. Maybe it's through diving into your word a bit more. Maybe it's by actually praying to you. Maybe it's through uh, sharing uh, your truth with another believer, God. Or maybe it's uh, by sharing your truth with a non-believer. And I thank you so much just for the many ways that you speak to us and use us to speak to one another. And God, I pray that anyone right now who is just feeling alone, feeling like they don't have a way to connect with you or that maybe their heart is just a little too hard to receive anything, God, that you would soften their hearts right now, that they would be willing to uh, send a message or call us here at Sunrise and, and reach out to find a way to just grow in the relationship with you. I thank you for the freshness of each day that uh, each day we get a new start, a new beginning to either walk towards you or away from you, to soften our hearts to you or harden it. And God, I pray that you would draw us near to you, that our hearts would be softened uh, by your love and that it would be full of grace and love for your word and your people. Thank you, God, for everything you're doing. And we, we, uh, we thank you. Yeah, just, just thank you, God. It's in your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.